Today's show is pre-recorded. everybody y'all listening to the voice come on dig me now one and only steve harvey mm, got a radio show keep saying it can't stop man oh man oh man what a journey it has been i thank god for every single step of the way i learned to thank him for the bad times too because it taught me something all the bad times all the failures they became valuable experiences in my life every time i failed i learned a little bit more about getting up Every time I was told no, it moved me one step closer to yes. It made me stronger. It toughened my skin. It made me learn how to deal with haters. It made me learn how to deal with people who, who don't have your best interests at heart. Man, ain't y'all all out there feeling me on this one right here. It teaches you who is who in your life. It shows you who you can depend on and who you can't. And at the end of the day, what has taught me most of all my hardships in my life, and it's really about me and God. That is the one factor that has been never changed in my life. God has always been the same for me and for you and for all of us. His word is true. It don't waver. It don't shake. You can shape it, re- readjust it if you want to. It is really the way it's written. It really is. You have your version of it if you want to, but if you just read it the way it is, it's real clear. Ain't no loopholes in it. Every time you jump through a loophole, there's something over there written that that counters that. So here's what I want to get to today. Listen to me. You got it within you. Oh, it's there. Just use it. Listen to me close. You got it within you. Oh, it's there. Just use it. If you hear me clearly, I'm really finna show you something this morning. 
You got it within you. Oh, it's there. Just use it. Steve, what you talking about? See, here's what's wrong with a lot of people. Here's what's stopping so many people. You keep looking. We keep looking for others to save us. We keep looking for someone else to rescue us. We always looking for some group of people or somebody to accept us. We keep looking for someone else's approval. We always looking for some group or somebody to deliver us. Somebody, some group of people to give us credibility. Somebody or some group of people who says we matter. We spend so much time right there. And when the Calvary don't come over the hill, when there ain't no saving and ain't no deliverance and ain't, you don't get accepted and, and, and don't nobody really come to save you and don't nobody vouching for you and giving you credibility, it throw you into something. Now you into this little state of, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, you got it within you. Oh, it's there. Just use it. You want to know what the real deal is, y'all? It's you and God and it's the God in you. Man, I wish I could explain this right to you today. I want you to feel me on this right here. And when you shake everything out the way, get rid of all your expectations of people, the relationship you thought was going to last forever that didn't make it, the child that you wanted to be this that turned out to be that, your friend you thought was your friend that stabbed you in the back, you found out they wasn't. The job you thought was going to keep you and you'd retire on, they done closed down, gave you a pink slip. All of this, man, the, the promise that somebody told you they was going to loan you this money, and on loan day, they say they ain't got it. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. This money you thought was going to come through on this check, the check ain't there. Oh, man, how many disappointments in life can you get? You thought you had enough credit hours to graduate. You found out two weeks before you didn't, you can't graduate. Oh, listen, man, what's going to happen? Man, look at the disappointment in my life right now. But let me explain something to you. When you get rid of all of that, guess what you really got? You got God. That's the whole enchilada, baby. That's the ball of wax. That's the monkeys in the barrel. That's the bag of chips. Listen to me. If you got God, do you understand that that's sufficient? That that's all you need? Can you feel me now? You and God and the God in you is really what you need. Stop looking for all these outside sources for approval, to gain acceptance, to get credibility, somebody to save you, the Calvary coming over the hill. Why won't they recognize me? Why won't they give me closure? Why they fire me? Why they foreclosing on my house? Don't they know I'm laid off? When you get through with all of that whining, it's going to come down to you and God and the God in you. If God created man in his own image, God is a part of you. There is a piece of you that's godly. I don't care who you are. I don't care what mistake you made. The murderer that's sitting in jail today because of a moment in his life that he's now paying for has God in him. The biggest criminal, when he get through criminalizing or whatever you want to call it, he's sitting there by himself. There is a piece of God in him that lets him know this ain't the way. This wrong. You can love this money if you want to, but you out of line and you gonna pay. At the end of the day, 
when I get through on this microphone, on this TV, all these articles, when I get through with all of that, you know what it come down to? Because, see, it ain't always been this way for me. You know, I've been trying to get here, trying to get there. Listen to me. It's been me and God, and it's been the God in me. When I woke up a few years back and I realized that's really what it was, it changed my whole life. It changed my whole life. Your whole life can get changed when you realize that it's really you and God and the God in you. Really? Man, people disappoint you. You argue with people. You fall out with people. You break up with people. You divorce people. You got people who you thought was friends. All of a sudden, you find out they talking about, it's crazy out here. You be going, what's going on? What's really going on? But that's because, guess what? You got all yours banked on them. When you going to bank it on the one thing that you can count on, God's word ain't changed since we got here. It's solid. If you pray, believe, work hard, don't doubt, you'll get whatever you ask for. That's a fact. That ain't no rumor. There's people out here doing it every day. Now, if you ain't trying that, listen to me. You got it within you. Oh, it's there. You just got to use it. There is a weapon available to man called prayer. Use that. See, I look at my life, man, whenever I get a little shaky, I look back, oh, hey, man, I ain't really talked with him too much yesterday. Uh-oh, <laughs> tighten up. I'm just telling you real. You got a better answer? Oh, 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 I know what. Oh, let, oh, my bad, Steve. No, Steve, I ain't winning because they ain't give me the loan. Oh, no, Steve, I ain't winning because she left me. He left me. I ain't winning, Steve, because I got stuck with these kids. I got a divorce. They fired me. I, they foreclosed on my home. That's why I ain't winning. You ain't winning because you ain't praying. You got to pray and believe and work. That's the key. Come on, man. You got it within you. Oh, it's there. You just got to use it. It's just you and God, and it's the God in you. And what y'all going to do about that? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is here. It is another given, a present we've all been gifted with. Monday morning. Key word, morning. Morning as in the dawning of a new day. Not as in, oh, Lord, woe is me. I can't believe I got to go to work. That's morning. This is morning. Don't get the two confused, please, because the ideal, the ideal situation is that we will do this all again tomorrow. Are we clear? Let us begin. First of all, let your church say amen. Amen. Amen, amen again. Amen. Amen again. Shirley Strawberry. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, all. Carla Pharrell. Good Monday morning to you. Hey, Steve crew. The destined to be great one, Junior. Morning, everybody. Morning, uh. The already damn near out nephew, Tommy. Yay, yay. Top of the Monday morning. Top, top. And last but not least, me. Walk in to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Funny, Steve. You I mean, everyone. How would you introduce yourself? Oh, sure. We ain't got time. Oh, mm. uh, you want me to try? Yes. Bring you uh, out. Bring you okay, out. Okay, now this will not. This will pale in comparison to my introduction of Christ. Of the Lord, yes. That was the greatest. Yeah. That was the single greatest bit I've ever written because I wrote it originally as a bit 
But if I was to introduce myself, drum roll, please. I need Dave to give me a drum roll. And just keep doing it over and over. Ladies and gentlemen, the man that I'm about to bring to the stage needs an introduction. Unlike those who have been stated he needs no introduction, I'm about to bring out a man that needs an introduction. Born in the hollows of coal mines of Welch, West Virginia, raised as the youngest of five by Illois and Slick Harvey in Welch, West Virginia, holler number nine. He grew up destined and accused of being nothing, ridiculed his entire life, was told he would never amount to much of anything, stuttered profusely every time he opened his mouth, went to college with no direction, no ambition, no study habits, failed miserably, was told over and over again, this is it, you'll never rise from the ashes. But lo and behold, there came a time when God stepped in and said, ah, say different from all of them. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the biggest damn TV stars to ever get on the screen in the United States of America. One of the original kings of comedy. Put your blankety blank, black blank hands together and show your love for the one and only that damn Steve. We'll be right back with CLO right after this. Wow. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it is time for Ask the CLO Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. This one is from Sandy in Queens. Sandy writes, I'm in my late 40s and I have two small dogs that are my fur babies. I've been dating a new guy for almost two months, and he still hasn't warmed up to my dogs. They can't tell that he doesn't like them, so they steer clear of him. On Saturday, he and I relaxed by my pool and then went upstairs to take a nap. When I woke up, he was asleep next to me on the couch, and my dogs were on my third-floor balcony alone. That was very unsafe to leave them like that. Is it a deal-breaker if he's unkind to my dogs? For me, it ain't. But, you know, obviously you having some damn troubles with it. Uh, But let me clear you up on a couple of things. You said that the dogs can't tell if he likes them or not, so they steer clear of him. Oh, they know. Oh, they know. That's why they're steering clear. And that's why their ass was up there on that balcony, because they was discussing suicide. I'm telling you right now, this dude, hey, let me tell you something. Why would it be a deal breaker? The man is not a dog person. I'm not a dog person. Everyone isn't, yeah. But we have a dog. Marjorie loves dogs, so we yes. have a dog. And so I'm not I'm not a dog person. Yeah. You know, I treat Bear cool. He see me coming. He come up to me because he know I'm going to give him a rub and all this here. But like, why don't you go in nowhere with me? <laughs> you don't, you don't walk him, dog. You don't walk him. Around. Walk him. Tom, you know he has people for that. No, ain't nobody walk down. Open the door. Open the door. Open the go door. Outside. Let him in the yard. <laughs> yeah, you know we got Invisifence. 
uh-huh. where he can't go past certain boundaries. Right. And so he happy. He out there free. Don't nobody walk him. But he's well trained. But I'm yes. not a dog person. But Marjorie not finna break up with me because <laughs> I can't cozy up to some fur babies. <laughs> now, you in your late 40s by yourself as it is. Mm. So no, she can have so dogs. What so what? No, no. Well, what I'm saying is, you in your late 40s, you done met a man that you having a nice time with. The reason you were able to meet him and have a nice time was because you were single. Part of the reason why you single is I don't know why you single. But everybody ain't got to like your damn dogs. Now, you can call them fur babies if you want to. But them is damn dogs. That's what they are. They're not human beings. And if you watch Dog Whisper, he will tell you the biggest problem with most dogs is people don't treat them like dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, that's the professional dude. He's in a lawsuit. Oh, he's in a lawsuit. Yeah, he's in a lot of trouble. Over there letting the dog drive the car. Because his dog then bit uh, Queen Latifah's Queen Latifah's dog. dog, and they tried to cover it up. Cover it up and said that her dog got hit by a car. What? His dog bit Queen Latifah's dog. They was fighting. <laughs> what? What? You know. But, and they oh, tried that's to cover a, it Okay. Up. I mean, dogs you. fight. He's, he's in a big lawsuit. Yeah. yeah he's go to jail behind them dogs now. You will go to jail. And it ain't just Queen Latifah's dog. He covered it up. It's, it's some other stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I, ain't, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I just repeat what he said. I didn't say, you know. He you innocent. Know. His dog innocent. Yeah, I don't know. care nothing about that. I ain't, I ain't say give your dog to him. I just told you what he said. <laughs> Come on, let's go, because I don't want to be bought in the court on none of this shit. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't blame you, Steve. All this, all this I know that's right. <laughs> We're going to move on. All right. Uh, Jesse in Boston says, my 33-year-old girlfriend is going to cause me to get jumped on. She always has a negative disposition and will go off over the stupidest things. We were in the grocery store, and our basket hit a big black guy's basket. He apologized, but she did not. She told him that he needs to wash where his fat <laughs> But it's going. He looked at me and I quickly apologized and pointed out that it was her fault. I'm getting tired of telling her to watch her mouth. Would I be wrong if I let her handle her own battles from now on? Hey, dog. First of all, you can't let your woman handle her own battles. That's that's not what a relationship is supposed to be. My suggestion is to break up. (laughs) Get away from her. (laughs) <laughs> no, dog, I'm telling you, dog, you already see what's going to happen. This bad attitude person, but see, she ain't just got this bad attitude with people at the grocery store. This bad attitude is inside your house. This bad attitude is when you out on dates. It The attitude is so bad, you done wrote it into us. Mm-hmm. This is how bad it is. And you it. know, that's right, and that's exactly uh-huh. why he responded. Say it again, Tommy. I said, men can see a ass whooping coming. You can see. And it. he saw this one clearly. <laughs> so he apologized to the big black dude because he already know. Because the dude looked at him. Hey, bro. Like, see, in our mind, we're going, hey, man, get your girl. Because yeah. I can't say nothing to her, but I can talk to you. Yeah. And he know that. And, bro, wow. that's just not a safe thing. And, bro, this ain't the first time. And it's going to get worse because it's gone unchecked. Mm-hmm. And somebody going to check her one time. She's going to say something to the wrong sister. 
and it ain't gonna go good. She could have ran that same card up in the car in the grocery store. Same grocery card into Carla Pharrell in the grocery store. Do you know how this would have went? <laughs> Run up on Carla's hill in a grocery store and see what happened. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, right, Carla, on. I have to use you in these examples of female violence be because you have well, you, Allegedly, when you use me as an example, please <laughs> yeah. use the right. word. Yeah, that out, Carla. Hey, you don't know you. This is mm. what you've heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I have proof. I have no, proof. No. I, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Everybody's past sometimes resurfaces. All of us know this. And yours has resurfaced in several conversations I've had over the years. I just kept it quiet. <laughs> Who's snitching? Who's a snitch? See, right there. See, see, you in the ass whipping business when you use the term snitch. Who's snitching? Right there. All right, right. coming up next, Church Complains with Reverend Motown and Deacon Def Jam right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll talk about the New York City Fashion Week, and we'll also talk about the Met Gala, which is tonight. Also, Jaheem, R&B singer Jaheem, is in some trouble. Uh, He's charged with animal cruelty. Yeah, we'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. Yeah, but right now, it is Monday. You know what that means. It's time for Church Complaints with Reverend Motown and Deacon Def Jam. We, we are here. We, by Gather in a way to be arbitrary to peoples and wanting everybody to be willing to commolate, commolate, and do the right thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you church complaints by the Bondificus. <laughs> Come on no, now. No, no. The Bondificus <laughs> Deacon Death Jam. Come on now. All right. Uh, first of all, welcome, Pastor. I, a lot has been going on, and we definitely need your assistance on some things. Now, listen, the uh, the hair weave store burned down this past weekend. Uh, none of our members have been able to buy their hair. They are oh, all no. unrecognizable. Any suggestions on how we figure out who is who? Because we we, we cannot tell at this point. <laughs> Well, we've solved this problem before when we had uh, the, the eyelash uh, factory uh, stop delivering uh, eyelashes. Remember uh-huh. last year and uh, several of our members was irrecognizable then. Uh, so we're going to go back to the same uh, same thing I came up with for them. We're going to go solution? with yeah, name tags is what we're going to wear. Name tags. Service. I want them on the outside of robes, usher uniforms, or if you're downstairs cooking, if you're participating in the bake sale, or the car wash, please have on a name tag so we can say, especially Sister Clarissa Thornton, please. Why? Now, why Sister Clarissa? Because I've always had trouble uh, 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 determining whether it was Clarissa or Thomas uh. Thornton. So I've always confused them two. So 
And they was married, so I know they need name tags. <laughs> they look alike or they married? Exactly. <laughs> but she has a nice goatee, though. Now, I will tell you that. She got a nice goatee. Now, that was a period where I knew exactly who she was because she was pregnant. Uh-uh. <laughs> but, you know, uh, uh, his stomach was big, too, so for the first six months, I was still confused. You but in that I... last trimester, I saw the difference. I said, praise God. <laughs> All right, Pastor. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brother Raynard Banks, as you know, has three teeth, and he's asking the church to help get them whitened. Uh, it's your call, Pastor. They charging $45 per tooth, but Raynard is asking us to help get his three teeth, his only three teeth, whitened. Well, uh, I've counseled Brother Raynard on this before, and there was really no need to get your teeth whitened due to the fact that there's only three. And they're, they're, and, and they're not even together. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. <laughs> 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 we got to move around the pastor. Where they located at, pastor? <laughs> One in the middle, mm-hmm. one in the back. In the back? And one on the left front fang tooth. <laughs> so to, 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 to get a smile, you got to move your head back and forth real fast. He got one molar back there. He does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's his chew tooth. <laughs> chew tooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh... Pastor, I don't know if you're going to approve this or not, but the 100 Black Little People Organization is asking us to make a donation to help build a small wing onto the church. They want to worship alone. They, uh, they're complaining about not being able to see, and so they want a, a wing put on. This is the 100 Black Little People Organization. Well, I have a much cheaper solution than that. Okay. Let's just buy a Barbie doll house. And not with you. Turn your mic off. <laughs> Don't say nothing we- else. <laughs> Watch him go in there. Uh-uh. <laughs> Shut up, Junior. Don't you know? I think that me. might be an insult to him, Pastor. I don't know if that's yes. going to... Why get a wing when you can have an entire home, is what I'm saying. Please move on. Jeez. Put three of them side by side and have a mansion. <laughs> Dickie, move on. Why are you pausing? <laughs> I just, I'm trying to figure if it would it look like that, because three, three or four of those really would look nice. I'm just Will saying. You move he, he, hey, oh, hey, hey. Right I bought one for my granddaughter, and she's crazy about it. Just loves it. All right, Pastor, now we got a serious situation here. We got a brother in distress. Now, listen to me. Brother Jermaine Drennan, Jermaine Drennan is in a pickle. Now, his wife told him Saturday, when you get through cutting the yard, come in the house. I got something I want to ask you. Jermaine is still outside in the yard this morning, cutting the yard with a pair of scissors. He will not go in that house. He's texting us to swing by and pick him up. Yeah. Well, I've been in that uh, particular situation before, Mm -hmm. 
And I am going to recommend that we swing by and pick him up. But Lord, don't go in there. Why? Please don't go in that house. Because when you come in the house, I have something to ask you. It's obviously something she don't want to ask why you cutting the grass. Exactly. Exactly. Don't go in there, Brother Raynaud. And he mm-hmm. he quit cutting with the lawnmower and started with a pair of scissors. That's when you know you stretching it. Well, hang on. Oh, we got it. about three more hours on this show, and we might we'll swing by and grab you. <laughs> All right, and I know I kind of think I know how you gonna handle this, but I'm on. It's, this is for you. I we have four members who are Dallas Cowboy fans that are going through withdrawals. They are at the hospital connected to an IV. Uh, they want the church to try to get the game replayed from Thursday night if you can make it happen. <laughs> well, I told y'all Dallas Cowboy fans how I feel being from Cleveland my entire life. So I'll only just give you the history of my hatred for the old. Oh. I love the Dallas Cowboy players. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, C.C. Lamb, Zeke Elliott, I love him. Mm. I love. I've always loved Prime Time, Emmett. I love Michael Irvin, all them boys. I just can't stand the damn Dallas Cowboys. Coming up at the top of the <laughs> hour. Oh, that's what it is. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In trending fashion news, New York Fashion Week takes place twice a year in February and in September. And this month, most designers will be showing their spring-summer 2022 collections on the runway. So, Steve, your beautiful daughter, Lori, Lori Harvey, is still trending after attending the Dundas, Revolve, and Coach shows. So she was there. She's so pretty. Mm -hmm. Uh Oh, that brown dress. She she didn't call me. I disapproved of the brown dress, but it won anyway. Okay. <laughs> Clearly. Okay, Daddy. Her, her mama said, girl, let's fly. I, went, I know. <laughs> Let her live, Dad. Yeah. Let her live. I damn it threw up. <laughs> but she's doing Dad. good, though. She killing it. She's got a little bit. Got her business off the ground. I'm proud of her. She's doing good. She's happy, oh, so. Yay. Lord Congratulations. A lot of prayer, Lord Jesus. <laughs> a lot of prayer. Also, uh, y'all got kids. Y'all know, Shirley, Tommy. Oh, yeah. Y'all know. Uh, no, huh? I know. Y'all know. Okay. Y'all know. Mm-hmm. My son ain't got All right. <laughs> We're going to move away from that pain. <laughs> also, uh, <laughs> tonight is one of the uh, one of fashion's biggest night. It's the Met Gala. Um, it'll be star-studded, of course. There will be a step and repeat, uh, ascending the museum's iconic steps. I'll never forget Rihanna with that yellow yes. ensemble she had. Yes. How it draped the stairs. That was so beautiful. Girl, you ought to see what I'm going to wear tonight. What are you wearing, Mr. Harvey, sir? I don't know. Probably a sweatsuit because I ain't going to be at the Met. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> of course, there will be a lot of over-the-top ensembles. According to Vogue, this year's theme is In America, a lexicon of fashion, honoring the 75th anniversary of the Costume Institute and celebrating modern and American uh, fashion. Nice. All right, so congratulations. We'll be watching for the fashions, of course. Yes. Uh, switching gears now and other entertainment news. Wow, this, this was startling. Uh, singer Jaheem is in trouble with the law. Uh, he's been charged with animal cruelty over his alleged mistreatment of dogs. Authorities in Hillsborough, New Jersey, say they found at least, get this, 15, 15 emaciated dogs at his home including six in cages filled with water and feces. One dog was in such bad shape, it had to be euthanized. And uh, most of the dogs are mixed breed pit bull terriers. Wow, Jaheen. What is is going on? I mean... Once you see a story that didn't didn't go right... Come Once on, you God. see something didn't go right with this on, foolishness, God. why would you on, God. get God. right in that same situation and put yourself in that? What, what, why the hell you ain't singing some damn yeah, song somewhere? See, I was so stupefied, I really couldn't come up with the words. For what yeah, I, I, heard, to say. I heard you. Uh, <laughs> I, how do you. I don't understand. This was a very, very popular news story. I mean, this man that redeemed himself and came back and got his life together. He's a good brother. I got us on. He want to bring that up. But for you to have seen this story play out and then replicate the same damn story, you you stupid. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. So they said these dogs were just looking sick. Come on. Get him in the CNI dog program. Do something. It's heartbreaking. Why don't Jaheen get some damn goldfish or something, man? Get you some, just a parakeet or something, man. Get just something that'll talk to you and talk you out of these ignorant decisions you make. Talk you out of this ignorant decision. I'm not putting out an album. Sing. You a songbird. Bird bird sang back to you. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Just put out an album. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, you, know, you know, look, I'm not really a pet guy, but I am anti-animal cruelty. Yes. There is no yeah. need for that. No, it don't make horrible. no damn sense, man. What the dog do to you? Yeah. Yeah. Feed the dog. Dogs, the dog. dogs are domesticated, man. They make yeah. they make great companionship for people. They really do. They they got service dogs service out here, dogs. man. They got dogs out here saving lives and stuff. Dogs are like really cool, man. Like our dog Bear, Doberman Pinscher, like he a friendly dog. He's he's well served. But if you come on this property yeah, and you raise y'all. your voice uh-huh. to somebody that stay here, uh-huh. he, he's smart. Yeah. Hold on, man. You yeah. knew, and your voice didn't elevate it. Mm-hmm. I'm right. a, uh, here. Come a growl and a bark to let you know I'm on to you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now if you continue, I have another type of training too. Yeah. Dogs so, are loyal. I, I have a very special set of skills. Somebody <laughs> say gopple, and, and all hell can break loose up at the, at my house. Really? And so oh, that's wow. it. That, I don't know what it means, but I know he go into his thing. He's oh. trained, you know. Yeah, yeah. What but kind of dog is, is it, Steve? He's a oh, Doberman. Man. Doberman. Purebred oh, Doberman. So but you say gopple, it, especially Marjorie. Mm. He loves Marjorie. Mar- that's Marjorie's dog. Mm. Right. Don't If you see Marjorie, 
And he's standing because he run up under as soon as he see everything, you know. But if you come on that property, man, and you say something, don't you can't raise your voice. Like one of the one one of the dudes one time, Miss Harvey. He, Hey, you talking hey. to her? Hey, you raised your voice. Bass say, watch your, watch your tone. Watch your tone. Watch your tone with the owner. Yes. Because he got her. Tone. Dogs are great, man. And for I people, love dogs. Oh, you know, you hear about just leaving them in their feces and water. Yeah, well, that says a lot about your character, how you treat yeah. animals. That really what. does. Yeah. Worse, his own song got a new different meaning now. What? Just in case I don't make it home tonight, that could your ass going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, listen up, guys. Here's a trending international story in Ghana. Social media has blown up over this story. It's about a woman... Her ugly husband, yeah, I said it, a woman, her ugly husband, and the father of her kids. Well, it seemed this woman, who remains unnamed at this point, was concerned about how her kids would look. Um, so she says she turned to her much more handsome ex-boyfriend for his insemination services while telling him she was on birth control. Now he's secretly the father of four kids. The bonus, in telling her story to a local radio station, she says her husband re- recently won an America an American visa lottery, okay? So she claims that the process means DNA tests for the applicant's family, which will reveal that the kids are not really his. So <laughs> the moral of the story here is... <laughs> Listen, here's the moral of the story. Ladies, you'd have been to Ghana. Get yourself. I've been to Ghana. Ladies, get yourself an ugly husband. They will stay with you. They will ride with you. They they'll overlook your flaws. They 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 get me. He knew them cute ass kids wasn't he. (laughs) (laughs) He knew right away. But he kept his damn mouth shut. Because he knew his ugly ass wasn't going to be able to get another wife nowhere. So he kept it secret. Now, let me tell you what's going to happen. He done won this visa. They're going to do the DNA. And that's going to be his ticket out. Oh, he gone. Because he going to take his ugly ass chances now. He coming to to America, huh? Oh, he coming to America. Because he done watched the TV. He knows enough ugly people over here where he can fit in, get some friends. They probably got a group set up for ugly ass people. You know, because they got groups for everything. You know, people with sensitive teeth. You know, they got bald head clubs. They got, you know, people who are timid. You know, they got bipolar clubs. They got everything. You can find a group of ugly ass people. Oh, Facebook, they got a group for everybody. Yeah, they got, I know they got an ugly ass Facebook group. I can put put people in for them. I can fill it up. You can start it. Man. Tommy's not going. No, I'm not going. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> well, you know. So what is she going to do, Steve? Well, you know, hey, look, 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 look. So she, see, see, she wants to participate in this visa. See, she wants it all. But, you know, this cat's out the bag. But thank God for your ugly husband who has, for four kids, knowing good and hell well them wasn't his. The, the courage to go to work every day knowing you taking care of four babies they can't be yours. 
don't look nothing like it. Right. Moral of the story, ladies, get yourself an ugly man because they ride or die. <laughs> All right, coming up at 34 minutes after, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. What's going on? The Biden administration announced a COVID-19 vaccine mandate plan that directs the U.S. Labor Department to require all businesses with 100 employees or more to ensure their workers are either vaccinated or tested once a week. President Biden also signed an executive order requiring all government employees to get their COVID-19 vaccine shots with no option for regular testing to opt out. Some Republican officials have criticized his move as overreact, overreaching. Uh, Health experts say the president should have implemented stricter measures to curb the recent surge of COVID-19 cases. Now, according to CNN, an average of 1,100 people died in the U.S. uh, from COVID-19 each day over the last week. Uh, Data from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention showed on Thursday the rate of death since late August is the highest it's been since early March. Shirley, Shirley, we are tired of giving people these facts. We're exhausted. You're stupid if you don't think COVID is real and if you're even dumber if you don't think it's legit. And explain that to the people who have lost loved ones to this disease. Right. There is no cure for this, but there is a way to make the symptoms if you contract it, not not death. You, you Hospitalization. Don't, you, you won't, yeah, you won't get that. Uh-huh. I've had an employee very close to me spend two weeks in the hospital on a ventilator. Thank God he made it through. But yeah, man, it was touch and go for this young man. Now listen to me. Uh, I was watching football this weekend, especially college football. Mm-hmm. And I watched two games. I watched Ohio State with over 100,000 people. And I watched Michigan at the big house with over 100,000 people. Do you know I watched that game? I saw one Oregon player against the Buckeyes had on a mask. Wow. wow. I saw... Over 100,000 young people, and old people too, but mostly young, packed in two stadiums, and ain't nobody have on a mask. Mm. Woo. I don't know how you could go and be comfortable with that. Right. I, I just, I can't imagine. And and so I, I looked up online. I went to Ohio State, because my daughter's graduated from Ohio State, so and you know, I'm an Ohio boy, right? So I went online to find out what was the COVID requirements to get in the game. Okay. Ohio State has just passed a mandate just two weeks ago mm-hmm. where everybody at Ohio State has to get a vaccination shot. So that's being oh. implemented now. Thank you. Okay. But Good. that's mm-hmm. not, that didn't cover this game because you got to you take your first shot, you got to wait 21 days. That's right. right. So I already know that wasn't in fact. I'm not saying none of them were vaccinated. I'm not saying that. But right. out of 100,000 people, you best believe you, I was sitting up there just looking. I said, is this what's called a super spreader? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 Yes. Yeah. I didn't see a mask at all. I was, I was like, wow. I mean, man, nobody. I mean, yes. seas of people jumping, having a good time. I'm just happy people out, you know, enjoying mm-hmm. their life again. I'm happy for people like that. But, man, we ain't there yet, y'all. That I ain't see nobody with a mask. I said, That's God, crazy. Dog. 
I went to the UPS store the other day to mail something off, Steve. I was on the phone. I jumped out of my car and ran in the door, and I got in. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot my mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, running back I had to run back out, you know, out of the store and, and grab in my, my purse and get my mask. But... It, it freaked me out that I didn't have a mask on. And you know? you're vaccinated. You know, That's yeah, and I'm vaccinated and fully. Yeah. You know, I, I do that sometimes. But what I do is I keep my mask on my wrist. Okay. Yeah. I slide my hand through the through the mm-hmm. loops. I keep oh. my mask on my wrist. So okay. if I'm in my car, when I get in my car, I take my mask off. I put it on my wrist. Okay. That helpful. way, when I get out, wherever I go, I got my mask. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I, I just keep it on my wrist. Yeah. And in that way, I ain't got to say that's that's a, just a thought for people that's no, struggling that's keeping one. it up. Yeah. You know, I want that one yeah. with the lanyard on it, and you just that's take it the off one. And, yeah, the what? You know, it has a lanyard like, um, like cons- you know, people yeah. who have those glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I can't mess up my outfit like that. No. <laughs> that's gonna blow my look. <laughs> nah. All right, we're moving on. Coming up next it is the nephew with today's prank phone call. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, I got a key made for his place. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But right now, it is the nephew's turn. He is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? Catering mistake. Catering mistake. Let's go, Kat. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Tammy, please. Uh, this is she. Hey, Tammy, this is uh, uh, Dexter um, over here at Catering. We catered your uh, your Aunt Bridget's. Uh, yeah, that's birthday. right. That's right. That's right. How you doing, Dexter? It's good to hear from you. Okay, good, good. I'm uh, going through the uh, paperwork here, and I know we have uh, an invoice for you all. I wanted to reach out to you. This is not a bad time, is it? No, this is a good time. Okay. So, first of all, did everybody enjoy uh, everything that we, we put out for you guys? Yeah, we had a good old time. <laughs> My auntie Bridget, <laughs> she was so happy. There was no better way to bring in her 60th birthday party. We had a great time. The food was delicious. We are so grateful. So thank you so much. You and your team did a bomb job. Okay, good deal, good deal. I, I, I was here when they loaded up the van and everything, and I wanted to make sure I wanted to follow back up. But listen, I'm looking at the paperwork, and, I'm, and we had a little mishap. And I wanted mm-hmm. to let you know that we're not going to um, we're not going to charge you guys for the chicken uh, uh, because okay. uh, they, they made a mistake and uh, they put the wrong pan on the van and they uh, I noticed that the chicken was actually still here so we want to take off take that off and I won't that won't be on the uh, on the invoice so I'm taking all the the entire cost of the chicken will be completely taken out okay. Real quick, let's back up a bit because we had a lot of people at the party. We definitely had chicken. We had right. some well, chicken. yeah, I know you had you ordered some other chicken, but like I said, the guy put the wrong pan on the tr- on the van, you know. And the, actually, the smother chicken was actually still here, uh, you know, here here at the uh, at the shop. So, you know, like I said, we made a mistake. I'm gonna take it off, and that that'll probably knock your you knock a couple hundred dollars off of, off of you all's price. I hold on, hold on, that. Dexter. So, so what are you saying? So, what were we eating if it wasn't smothered chicken? <laughs> what was it? Uh, well, Miss Tammy, like I say, the, 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 you know, I got on this kid for making this mistake. I, you know, I got on him real bad about it, but you know, putting the wrong pan on there. But like <sighs> I say, this, 
what you guys had wasn't what that was a chicken. What was it though? That's what I'm asking you. What was it? That was that, actually what he put on there by mistake, Miss Tammy. That that was that was rabbit. What? <laughs> you can't be f- serious right now. Are you out of your rabbit f- mind? Are you f- serious? You're calling no, me to no. tell me that your team put the wrong tray on the f- truck and then served it to my family, and you're trying to call me about f- two hundred dollars? Are you f- serious? Well, oh, more than that. You owe me more than that. You don't know who the f- is allergic to that, f- and you're calling me about two hundred dollars? Are you out of your f- mind? Well, I, I, I wanted to credit you all that. You know what I'm saying? No, and it ain't gonna be no credit. It ain't gonna be no credit. It ain't no credit. What you mean credit? Bridget could have died. Monty could have died. Lucia. We got kids in there. You don't know our dietary needs. Are you crazy? Well, I mean, but you say you liked it though. It don't matter if I liked it. I can fall out tonight. Stupid. Oh, I'm getting okay. the attorney. I'm done with this. This is stupid. And who the want to eat Bugs Bunny? Does that right to you? Huh? Are you stupid? I'm so annoyed right now. Seriously. So we ain't no woods people. We ain't no country people. What's wrong with you? Okay, but, 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 but y'all liked it, though, right? No, but you're going to like my foot up your though. That's what you're going to like. I'm going to be there later because your is stupid. Your is stupid. My foot going to be up your and your is going to be hopping around like a rabbit. The rabbit that you served me. Okay, okay let me ask you this here now. Ava, Ava, Miss Ava is your mama, right? What the f- my mama got to do with this rabbit? Sh-? What she got to uh, do with this? Sh-? Okay, see, your mama <laughs> got me to call you. This is nephew Thomas from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Baby, <laughs> tell me, tell me, your mama Ava, <laughs> Miss Ava got me to pray for <laughs> you. <laughs> I am so sorry. Oh my god, <laughs> this is crazy. Oh my god, oh so my we god. Ate you chicken in. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> this is crazy. Y'all are crazy. Y'all are gonna get it. This is crazy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, Tammy, tell me this, baby. What is the baddest, yeah. and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? <laughs> the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> you all right, oh, baby? Okay. Yes. I'm just so glad I didn't have rabbit. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all think? <laughs> that you're crazy. You Come on. too much. <laughs> With Tammy and that smothered chicken giving her smothered We rabbit. ain't no country-ass people. We ain't no damn rabbit. Dexter. <laughs> you don't know nobody died to her knees. Hey, man, she went from super sweet to man blank you. <laughs> Dexter. <laughs> Talking uh, about a $200 credit. Uh, we had a good old time. We had a good old time. This is the best way to bring in her sick. You did what? Well, I ain't bridge. <laughs> Is you out your rabbit ass mind? <laughs> Speaking of rabbit. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, nephew. Oh, man. You got her. Oh, Good. Keep it stupid. Keep it stupid. Nice little smothered rabbit there, man. That stuff. We just wrong pain. Just a little mix up. A young boy made a mistake. That's all it is. Hey, man. Hey, man. She went right off when you said, I see the chicken still here with me. What? <laughs> <laughs> so back up. So, so. No, we ate, we ate chicken, though, didn't we? We ate chicken. <laughs>
you had a whole play pan too of much. chicken. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't even I'm going to be playing a whole lot. I'm going to play a whole lot of stupid. Let me tell you something. September 24th and 25th, the nephew coming to West Palm Beach Improv, West Palm Beach, Florida. At the Improv, that's Friday and Saturday night. The nephew will be in town. Mo stupid, mo crazy, mo ignorant. Everything brand spanking new. Come check your boy out. I promise you, I'm ignorant as all get out. I'm, I've been ignorant every time I come down there to West Palm Beach, and you guys know this. You know this. You know I bring. When you know when stupid land, you already here. It be going all through the city. Stupid has landed. Stupid has landed. So guess what? Stupid on the way back. I don't, stupid only come around West Palm hey, about a year and a half every two years. That's what. That's what stupid do. Tell me, nah, you ever go over to you? You ever go to the to the Rodeo Drive over there in West Palm? Never been to Rodeo Drive. Didn't yeah, know they had to go over there. Yeah, you ought to go over there, dog. Really? Go over there. Yeah. Okay. Normally, when you direct us somewhere, it's to the money. So cool. <laughs> 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 it ain't that hood. <laughs> West Palm got Have plenty. You I used to love going down there. Yeah, yeah, I played golf there. Yeah, okay, I need to know where to go there to play some golf. There. Oh, I they do. got everything. Oh, the best golf course down there mm-hmm. is Trump National. I'm not going there. Hey, Tommy, it's so dope. <laughs> All his courses was dope till he became president. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> The worst thing happened to me was he became president. <laughs> oh, dog, that killed all my trips to Doral because he took over Doral and refurbished it. Right. Oh, my God. Golf Mecca. Mm. West Palm mm. Beach, mm. Golf Mecca. Go there and get it. Bought it, and, and when they see you, they're going to take your picture. <laughs> For evidence, blackmail, what they doing? Hey, Steve. Now I'm going to find me another course. <laughs> I'm going to find me another course. It won't happen. Yeah. Wow. Well, have fun down there, nephew. I will. Mm-hmm. I will. West Palm, here I come, baby. Get your tickets. Yay, yay. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, <laughs> coming up, Coming up next, it's the strawberry letter. The subject is, I got a key made for his place. Hmm. Wonder what that's all about. Well, we'll find out. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, tomorrow, Tuesday, 914, is the California gubernatorial recall election. So, Californians, this is to you. Please, please, please cast your vote for Governor Gavin Newsom, okay? For your polling place, your voting centers, or your ballot drop-off locations, you can contact your county elections office, call the Secretary of State's voter hotline. That number is 1-800-345-VOTE. 1-800-345-VOTE. Okay? We have got to vote for Gavin Newsom. The Republicans are trying to... The Republicans are trying to fix it so that the minority control the majority. California Mm. has always been a blue state. I don't know how they think with this phony, fake recall, they done conjectured up. And then they got this this Larry Elder running. Listen, y'all, vote, vote, vote. California, L.A., Sacramento, everybody get out and vote. Turn the tide back. Let them know we ain't playing this game with y'all. Thank you. Vote. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's right. All right. Uh, We're going to switch gears here because it's time now for the strawberry letter. 
You need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more. Please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. You never know. It could be yours. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, I got a key made for his place. Dear Stephen Shirley, I've been married to my husband for six years, and he's a good man, very reserved, and he doesn't talk a lot. My mother always said to watch the quiet ones because they are very sneaky. He works in another city that is two hours away, and he has a studio apartment that his company provides, so he usually drives there on Monday mornings, and he comes home on Thursday or Friday evenings. I started to see him using his phone more and being distracted when I talked to him. He said he started a social media account, and it helps him pass time when he's alone in his little apartment. I don't think any, I didn't think anything about it until a woman messaged me um, asking if Chuck is my husband. I responded that my husband's name is Charles. Then she responded that he told her to call him Chuck. I was livid and could not help but think that he's cheating on me. I asked her where she met my husband and she blocked me. I found my husband's apartment key in his glove box in his car and I went and had a key made. I asked my mom to keep my daughter, and I drove to my husband's apartment late at night to surprise him. I tried my key, and it didn't work. He opened the door and said he was on to me and couldn't believe I stole his key. He was in some silks, some silky, sex, sexy boxers, just silky boxers that uh, I had never seen before, and a candle was lit on his coffee table, and it smelled like gingerbread. I wasn't sure if that was really my husband. Uh, he didn't invite me in, so I tried to walk past him, and he stopped me and said I needed to go home. I got loud just in case someone was inside. He told me if I made a scene, it could affect his corporate housing. I was so hurt and confused. How could he tell me to leave? How could he tell me to leave? What's going on? Well, uh, hmm. I say you know what's going on. You know, you you know what you saw. You know what you smelled. You know, you saw the silk boxers, all that. There was someone in there. Obviously, the candles burning, all of that. That's why he didn't want to let you in. I, I'm just surprised that you left without putting up any kind of fight. Um... Did you not want to know what was going on? Did you not want to know the truth? Why did you drive all the way down there? I, I just don't know any man or any woman who would have backed down and not gone in there. Uh, the natural human reaction seems to be or would have been to just go in the apartment no matter what, get in there some kind of way. All he said was your loud voice could affect his corporate housing. Who cares about his stupid corporate housing at this moment? This man, your husband, Charles Chuck, whatever his name is, is leading some sort of double life here uh, while he's out of town for those four to four days, uh, Monday through Thursday or Friday evening. Uh, you talked to some woman on the phone who asked you about him, then blocked you when you told her it was your husband. You don't even know if it was her in the apartment. You could have at least tried that. Um <laughs> And that's the problem to me about you because you don't know anything. Uh, you're his wife of six years. 
This, I think this is a mess of epic proportions. You need some kind of answers. That's why you should have stayed and not let him run you away because your husband, Mr. Silk Boxers, isn't going to tell you the truth. I mean, you have to get it on your own. I think the truth is, is that he's at play when he's away. And so now that you're woke, what are you going to do about it? Steve? Mm. Well, this is a very, very interesting take on the letter. Uh, for those you. of you who are married and uh, have a husband and uh, want to follow Shirley's advice, I recommend that you take it. I thought it was good, solid advice for women who are married and think the way Shirley thinks. <laughs> when we come back, I'm going to take this letter line by line, and I'm going to show you from the male perspective why this letter is utter nonsense and trash. <laughs> how this letter <laughs> can't hold up right. in the court of common sense because as a man, as a man, mm-hmm. he did everything he was supposed to do. <laughs> clap, clap, praise, praise, hallelujah. He is a man where every man listening to this letter was. I hear you, dog. All right, hold so on, So when Steve, we come we'll have... back, I will yeah. explain to you the male version of this letter. The lies, in other words, 23 minutes after. I got a key made for his place. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, I got a key made for his place. Let's hear it. Well, Shirley gave a very, very appropriate answer, I must admit. And it, it is she gave the answer that protects a woman's heart. She gave an answer that allows a woman to have empowerment. She gave an answer that makes a woman stand up for herself and, right. and get her rights. She gave that answer. Now, ladies, you need to learn something, too. So now let me give you this letter from the male perspective. Why we as men who heard this letter can see what he's clinging to. Dear Stephen Shirley, I've been married to my husband for six years. He's a good man. He's a good man. See what she said about it? He's a good man. Right there. We are innocent in this country until proven guilty. Come on now. Here we go. Very reserved. He don't like to talk a lot. My mother always said to watch the quiet ones because they very sneaky. Once again, we've come off the letter into a female perspective. What has your mama got to do with this? Now, she calling the man sneaky because he quiet. He just quiet. He works in another city that's two hours away. He has a studio apartment that the company provides, so he usually drives there on Monday mornings, comes home on Thursday or Friday evening. I started to see him using his phone more and being distracted when I talked to him. He said he started a social media account and it helps him pass time while he's alone in his little apartment. The man don't like being in that little apartment away from his family, quiet like that. It's hard in here, right. quiet. All these hours I'm driving, working, trying to feed my family alone. I don't like video games. He don't watch sports. He just in here with a social media account. I didn't think any about anything about it. It's right there. 
You ain't think nothing about it. So what is we writing a letter for? <laughs> See. Case okay. Until a woman messaged me asking me if Chuck is my husband. I responded that my husband's name is Charles. Right there. Who the hell is Chuck? <laughs> I'm with you. Your husband named Charles. Some woman messaged you and asked you who the hell was Chuck. You told her my husband named Charles. <laughs> evidence, evidence. She responded that he told her to call him Chuck. I was livid and could not help but think he's cheating on me. Think you just said he was a good man. Why would you think that? Because of some dude named Chuck that really ain't your husband because your husband ain't Charles. What? I asked asked her where she met my husband and she blocked me. You know why she blocked you? Because she didn't ask you. All she asked you was your husband named Chuck. You said, no, his name Charles. Conversation over. You is blocked because you answered the question. She don't want to talk to you no more. I found my husband's apartment key in his glove box in his car. I went in and had the key made. I asked my mom to keep my daughter, and I drove to my husband's apartment late night to surprise him. I tried my key, and it didn't work. Hell, no, it ain't going to work. Because you took the key to a cheap-ass locksmith. Oh, that's why it didn't work. Thank you for clearing that up. You know, they get it wrong all the time. Crazy. Now, I know it's some people sitting up there talking about, he changed a lot. Yeah. Well, there's no proof of that. <laughs> oh, here you go. Now you want proof. Okay. Yeah. See, you tried to sneak him, and God said, no, sir, I'm going to not make this a good key. I tried my key and didn't work. He opened the door and said he was on to me and couldn't believe I stole his key. Now, right there, your position could be he changed the lock. But you can't change the lock because it's corporate housing. Come on. Let Listen. So now your little key trick, stealing trick didn't work, and he can't change the lock because it's corporate housing. I tried the key that didn't work. I stole his key. He, he was in some silky boxes I'd never seen before, and a candle was lit on his coffee table, and it smelled like gingerbread. The man liked gingerbread, and you never took the time to get the recipe to cook the man no damn gingerbread, <laughs> so now he didn't have to buy a damn candle. <laughs> you not being the wife you were supposed to be and learned how to cook some damn gingerbread. Now the man got to, he can't eat the gingerbread. All he do is smell the gingerbread. <laughs> And he likes silksy boxer draws while he eating gingerbread. (laughs) He didn't invite me in, so I tried to walk past me, and he stopped me and said I needed to go home. You got to go home. This corporate housing. I'm busy. I'm working. (laughs) He working. I'm in here, and I'm smelling this gingerbread and get my mind right to go to work tomorrow. I got loud just in case somebody was inside. He told me if I made a scene, it could affect my corporate housing slash mess up y'all's money. Uh-huh. Right. I was so hurt and confused. How could he tell me to leave? The fact is you left 
without finding out if it was a woman in there. So therefore, there was no woman in there. The man liked gingerbread, and he bought himself some new drawers. What is we talking about? Case closed. Stick to your life, fellas. Hang on to the life. Thanks don't ever for let the life. They don't see her. She ain't there. All right, post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, Sports Talk with Junior right after this. (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, time now for Junior and Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? All right, Shirley, first of all, I'm going to cover the NFL tomorrow after week one is all the way over, so we'll have all of that update. But right now, we got a few things we got to cover. Southern Heritage Classic took place in Memphis this past Saturday, and the game, HBCU game, man, was televised on ESPN3. It's big that Deion Sanders and Eddie George, the coaches for both of these teams. Mm. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a great game, man. Let me tell you something. Deion Sanders' son, Deron Sanders, that boy Number passed two? for the third most yards in Southern Classic history. I mean, it was what? he did a great job. Yeah, man, third most yards ever, man. But JSU took it 38 to 16 over Tennessee State. Oh, Eddie Joy having a rough start over Tennessee State. He's 0-2 now. Prime 2-0 already this season. Now, here's the story we need to get to. And I'm pretty sure we need to find out what's really going on. Saturday night. Holyfield got knocked out by TKO in the first round by Victor Belfort, who was a Hall of Fame MMA fighter. That means he was in the first round. I mean, you trying to either get the fight on or get to your seat, and it was over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we don't don't know why we keep going to get these old heavyweight champions, man, and putting them in this ring. We need to stop doing this. Holyfield, who is 58 years old, said he wasn't hurt. He wasn't hurt in the fight. But he was glad the ref stopped the fight when he did. Not translation, hurt, though. yeah. Translation is my ass was hurt, and I'm glad <laughs> he stopped the fight when he did. Well, see, first of all, let, let me help you with understand something. When you get knocked out, you're not hurt. You're unconscious. You don't know what the hell going on. <laughs> you ain't hurt. That that's what getting knocked out is. And uh-huh. the reason you get knocked out is because your body has gone into shock. That's why you knocked out. Because mm-hmm. your body went into shock. Mm-hmm. So now the way it copes with that is, let me check out of here because if I stick around for the rest of this ass movement, it's going to be too much. So your body <laughs> shut off. That's what a knockout is. <laughs> That's what it is. Everything yeah. just shut down. Yeah, yeah, Holyfield wasn't hurt because he wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> well, now Belfort. Belfort now is setting his eyes on Jake Paul, man. He want to fight with Jake Paul. Ah, okay. I. You know, I don't know what's going on in boxing, but all of these fights we have now, who the contenders now? You know, what are we doing? You know, it's, it's, all it's, it's just entertainment, Junior. You know. Victor Belfort, Victor uh, Belfort is a real fighter. He fights yeah. for real. Holyfield, 58, man. I know. That's too know. old. Way too old. Was he Way in shape, too old, man. I, I read somewhere where he said he's in shape. He's physically in shape. He just uh-huh. slow. He ain't uh-huh. got it no more. Uh-huh. I'm not getting yeah. knocked out. I mean, you I'm sitting down, you got your chips, you got your nachos, you got your hot dog, you put your ding over. I'll be damned. $69. Go. We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at the top of the hour right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Here's a question for you guys. What's something you wish you knew before you had kids? 
So here's something we saw on Facebook, okay? Mm. I have three kids, and there's a lot I thought I knew, but I had no idea about having kids. If I could tell my younger self one thing about having kids, I'd say that you're going to have to learn how to do some serious, serious scheduling. It's all about working on their schedule, not yours, okay? (laughs) As a parent, what advice do you give your friends who are about to have kids? Uh, You want to start. Yeah, Steve, go ahead. I, 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 I recommend foster care. <laughs> Why is that? Because out the gate? <laughs> right out the gate, dog. Don't even send yourself through this right here. If I'd have known what I knew, I'd have looked into foster care. I just wasn't not aware of the program. But I'd have put mine in it. I'd have put mine in the, in the, into foster care. And just let them build character from there, you know. Because I know a lot of people that came through the foster care system that have a lot of drive and gut and grit and know how to overcome things. My children they don't know that. Steve. Yeah, I they gave them a little soft-ass life. I should have put them into the program, got them in the system. That's my recommendation to anybody having damn kids. Junior, mm. I know you don't have kids, but you have your nephews. Yeah. Oh, man. What uh, would you do? Uh, differently. Mm-hmm. Disown them. Your, nap, your blood? Mm. That's your yeah, blood. I sure will. Yeah. Yeah, what? yeah because I'm going to tell you something. It, it, it don't make no sense for this kid to be on this much medication and not know nothing. Them pills is real. I'm tell you that. What ADHD pills? pill. That, you have to take that what pill. Pills? That boy don't take that pill. That ADHD pill, if he don't take uh-huh. that pill, you're in for a world of hurt. I'm telling you that much right now. <laughs> you're in a world of hurt if he don't take that pill. Get your ass off the couch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ma'am. I mean, he, he just knew it. He didn't know. You know, he, I got a call one time. The teacher called me, no lie. Said, could you come up here? Because your nephew was standing on his head in the corner while they taking the test. They would get your ass in the chair and take the test with the rest of these. I'm so sorry, ma'am. I ain't supposed to be talking. Just disown him. Don't even go in there. Don't even go in there. Come on, nephew. You have kids. <sighs> Give them to your mama. And daddy, the first eight to ten years, just uh-huh. just sit back and just watch. Just let mm-hmm. mom and daddy handle it. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just, yep. just somebody that know about kids. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Oh. exactly. <laughs> just yeah. just give them away and sit back and watch. Uh huh. That's it. That's it, Tommy. That's it. Just give them give them to them and watch and see how mom and daddy do it. Cause you wasn't watching when mom and daddy was raising you, but just sit back and watch uh-huh. this time. Learn yourself is, something. Yeah, you yeah. guys all said the same thing, basically. It's Give too much away. work. Give him away. <laughs> it's too much work. It's, it's, it's don't even know. It's I just yeah. said stuff no adult should be saying, like, why don't you get the dog leg out your mouth? This boy here. <laughs> he didn't bit the damn dog. Get your ass somewhere. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. He don't have normally act like this. I'm like, he ain't take the pill. <laughs> You're stupid, Junior. <laughs> Junior, your I'm family. I said all Wow. Because all you're going to hear is a bunch of, he did what? Yeah. yeah. They did what? Yeah. yeah. What, 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 when? Yeah. For what? Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where is he? Yeah, that's it. And for Put all of us. Yeah, that's right. And for all of us that have kids, uh-huh. other than Shirley and Carla, Shirley and Carla would tell you, you know, raise their kids, love them and all this here. Mm-hmm. And Tommy telling you the truth. Oh, so our philosophy doesn't work with me Mm-mm. and Shirley. Mm-mm. It's years of pain. 
Yeah, it is. It's years of it. First of all, your life will never be the same. It's not yours anymore. No. That's it's you get to fit some of your life in around theirs. You got to, first of all, you got to feed them, dress them, carry them, hold them, everything. Then when they do learn how to walk, you got to follow behind their ass because ain't no telling what they fitting to do with their little oh. shit behind. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're going the wrong direction. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Boy didn't take the pill. He out at the bus stop with no pants on. Get your ass in here and put these pants on. <laughs> I hit the bus stop. Just embarrassing everybody. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. And tell me something good news. Got to give a shout out to Vice President Kamala Harris on this past Friday. Vice President uh, Harris visited Hampton University during HBCU week. And she contends that historically, presently, and in the future, the partnership of black students and agencies like NASA, NOAA, and other STEM-related organizations are vital. That's what she said. Um, so... Uh, congratulations to her for saying that and for being a part of HBCU right. Week and everything. Yeah, she's you know? a graduate mm-hmm. of HBCU. Yeah. She is, Howard yes. University. Yes, right. keeping right. that yeah, mm-hmm. keeping that initiative out there at the White yeah. House. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Also, more good news. Beyonce's Be Good Foundation and Jay-Z's Sean Carter, Sean Carter Foundation have collaborated with Tiffany & Company to give $2 million in scholarships to five small HBCUs. That starts today until September 26th. Incoming and active students at those schools who qualify for financial aid can go to their school's website to apply. That is very good I love news. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Taking mm-hmm. care of our own. I love oh, it. No, I love right. it. Too That's me. right, Tom. That's be HBCUs getting strong, baby. They're getting yes. strong. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So yes, yes, they are. Oh, we got to say happy birthday too, Steve. You'll do something big for him, I'm sure. Your friend Tyler Perry. <laughs> it is his okay. birthday today. TV? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it is Lord. his birthday today. Yes. All well, right. Well, one thing about having friends like that, you ain't got to buy them nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it is time for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. This one is from Sandy in Queens. Sandy writes, I'm in my late 40s, and I have two small dogs that are my fur babies. I've been dating a new guy for almost two months, and he still hasn't warmed up to my dogs. They can't tell that he doesn't like them, so they steer clear of him. On Saturday, he and I relaxed by my pool and then went upstairs to take a nap. When I woke up, he was asleep next to me on the couch and my dogs were on my third floor balcony alone. That was very unsafe to leave them like that. Is it a deal breaker if he's unkind to my dogs? For Mm. me, it ain't. But, you know, (laughs) obviously you having some damn troubles with it. Uh, But let me clear you up on a couple of things. You said that the dogs can't tell if he likes them or not, so they mm-hmm. steer clear of him. Oh, they know. <laughs> oh, they know. That's why they're steering clear. <laughs> and that's why their ass was up there on that balcony, because they was discussing suicide. I'm telling you right now. This dude, hey, let me tell you something. Why would it be a deal breaker? The man is not a dog person. I'm not a dog person. Everyone isn't. Yeah. But we have a dog. 
Marjorie loves dogs, so we yes. have a dog. And so I'm not I'm not a dog person. Yeah. You know, I treat Bear cool. He see me coming. He come up to me because he know I'm going to give him a rub and all this here. But, like, why don't you go in nowhere with me? <laughs> you, don't, you don't walk him, dog? You don't walk him? Man. Walk him? Oh, you know he has people for that. No, ain't nobody walk down, open the door, open the door, open the go door and let him in the yard. <laughs> yeah, you know, we got Invisifence where he can't go past certain boundaries. Right. And so he happy. He out there free. Don't nobody walk him, but he's well trained. But I'm yeah. not a dog person. But Marjorie not finna break up with me because I can't cozy up to some fur babies. <laughs> now, you in your late 40s by yourself. As it is. Mm. The reason you were able to meet him and have a nap time was because you were single. Part of the reason why you single is I don't know why you single. But everybody ain't got to like your damn dogs. Now, you can call them fur babies if you want to. But them is damn dogs. That's what they are. They're not human beings. And if you watch Dog Whisper, he will tell you the biggest problem with most dogs is people don't treat them like dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, like that's the professional dude. Yeah. He in so a lawsuit. Now, oh, he he's in a lawsuit. In a, yeah, he's in a lot of trouble. Over there letting the Why? dog drive the car. What? Because his what? dog then bit uh, Queen Latifah's Queen Latifah's dog. dog, and they tried to cover it up. Cover it up and said that mm-hmm. her dog got hit by a car. Coming up, it is our last break of the day. And, of course, at 49 minutes after the hour, Steve will have some closing remarks right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, our last break of the day on this Monday. Um, Steve, before you hit your closing remarks, can we remind our people in California that tomorrow's a big, big day? Tomorrow, Um, everybody, listen to me. You have to vote. Uh, We are awake now, and the Republican Party, the other side of it, there's nothing wrong with being a Republican, but when you're on the other side and you're trying to make the minority control the majority, then there's a problem. California's always been a blue state. We have no intentions of turning it red this year or no time soon. You have the numbers out there to make this election go in uh, Governor Gavin's favor, Governor Gavin Newsom. This Larry Elder idiot that's running that doesn't understand the plight of people who has completely turned himself inside out to be to fit in with a group that only using him. Get out and vote. Vote for Gavin Newsom's. This recall is completely conjectured and just trumped up mess so they can try to get a, a get a hand in this Senate. Don't let this happen. Get out and vote. Your vote counts. We've proved that this last election. Uh, so thank you for showing up at the polls. And uh, go and vote for Governor Gavin Newsom. Thank you. Period. That's now, right. <laughs> my uh, closing remarks is uh, kind of something that I was thinking about while I was on vacation. I want, I want to remind everybody not to slip towards the end of the year. Don't slip. Every year, I don't know if you noticed this, but I've been guilty of this myself, and I was thinking about it on vacation. I'm not going to let it happen to me this year, and I want to share something that I was thinking about that happens to me every single year, and I wanted to just share it with you. I decided that in the fourth quarter of this year, 
starting from September, October through the rest of the year, that I'm not going to do my normal pattern of behavior anymore because it only leads to at the end of the year and I got to start over again. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. When we get into the fourth quarter, we have two of the biggest holidays in front of us. Thanksgiving and Christmas. And this end of the year causes us to have to make the same New Year's resolutions every year. Let's start with what I'm talking about. Because of Thanksgiving and because of Christmas, every year we have to make the same resolutions. Here's resolutions number one. I am going to complete all my tasks this year. This is a New Year's resolution we always make. You know why? Because at the end of the year, every year, we stop fulfilling our dreams. We stop going towards our vision board because we stop. We participate in corporate office parties. We participate in the family gatherings. We participate in the Christmas spending. And this goes on from October all the way through New Year's Eve. And so I've noticed, man, that I taper off in my hustle towards the end of the year because I'm participating in the two big holidays, which makes me have to come up with this New Year's resolution every year that I'm gonna complete all my tasks. Then the next resolution that I have to make every year is I'm going to get my finances together. We're going to save money this year. Well, you know why we got to get our finances together and save money? Because at the end of the year, we blew our budget on Christmas and Thanksgiving. We do it all the time. All of us are guilty of this. We blow our budgets every year. Every year we say we're not going to do this for Christmas and we end up doing it. We're not going to go here. We end up going. We're not going to buy over all this stuff. We end up doing it. The grandkids, the kids, the, your family. And you end up messing up your finances every year. So every year you got to make that resolution. I'm going to save more money this year. I'm going to start a savings. I'm going to get myself together financially. It's because we got to be conscious of the end of the year. And now here's the third and big resolution that we always make at the beginning of the year. I'm going to get in shape and lose this weight. And you know why we got to make that resolution, everybody? Because of the end of the year. Thanksgiving and Christmas. We participated in all the trimmings of Thanksgiving and Christmas. And every year, no matter how well we've been doing for three quarters, that last quarter of the year, we dedicate ourselves to stuffing ourselves so we look like the turkey that's on the table. And we commit ourselves to, hey, this is what holidays is about. I'm going to eat because it's the holidays. And you got to get it together at the beginning of the year. So the beginning of the year, we end up starting over because we taper off at the end of the year. So this year, I've committed myself not to taper off this year. I'm going to stay on it. I'm going I'm to keep on my workout program. I'm going to stay on my little eating program. Now, am I going to enjoy myself on Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, but that's a cheat day. It don't hurt you. But you ain't got to eat the whole damn weekend. And then you ain't got to eat all the way up through the Christmas party. Then you got to eat. Now you're off for two weeks during Christmas. And you eat all Christmas break. 
and you're sitting around and you ain't doing nothing and now you got to lose weight and we start over and we end up being looking like a hamster on a treadmill so this year everybody watch the last quarter of this year get a little bit more dedicated to your vision board pay a little bit of attention to the progress that you've made over the previous three weeks and don't let this last quarter put you in that trick bag with your finances and your weight like it do every year and then we start over at the beginning of the year those are my closing remarks i hope it makes sense to you but if it don't i'll see your fat behind in the gym in january (laughs) (laughs) thank you for all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 